Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Deadpool 3 is going ahead at Disney as a rated R film. And your feedback, all of that and more right after this, and we have no control over. But what of the sea cucumbers, Jeff? Oh my god, Matt. We're not talking about (laughs) She-Hulk. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, my friend, you you have told me that we have some some wonderful news based on wonderful, Deadpool, right? Sure, some Deadpool news. Some would call it wonderful. Yes, I, uh, I apparently call it wonderful. you do. So uh, there's been a question. There's been a question underlying the the Fox acquisition uh, by Disney for a while. Is what are they going to do with Deadpool, especially Deadpool three? Are they going to, rather, are they going to make a Deadpool 3? Is it going to still be Ryan Reynolds? Are they going to continue doing uh, the the rated R structure? Like, is it, are they going to change it in any way? What to do with a character like Deadpool? Basically, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks like, according to all of the stories that that I've seen coming up, is that Disney is going ahead with Deadpool 3, and they're going to continue it as a rated R film. It will it will continue the uh, the way that they are currently going. This is the way. This is the way, as they as they like to say now. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured you would be super excited. I'm super pumped. I definitely do not want them to do this as a PG-13 film. Absolutely not. This needs to be rated R. It needs to be Deadpool. Now, the one thing that's not detailed yet is we don't have for sure if it's crossing over with mcu right i don't know that that's been confirmed in any way um right like we've got we know who the writers are going to be and we know that ryan reynolds is coming back we know that disney is is pushing forward with it but we're not sure if it's going to like we're not sure if kevin feige has uh, embraced it and, and bringing it into the fold but it really doesn't matter because deadpool could do whatever he freaking wants absolutely i am a little you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I understand uh, Kevin Feige being hesitant because it's it's you know it's not his thing. It's a uh, completely different. I don't know, but weird. I just looked up Deadpool three on IMDb because I wanted to see who the writers are, and the for the the picture on on IMDb is a is a is a video of someone posting with um fuck uh, Denzel Washington as Magneto. So that, <gasps> that's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they listen to our podcast and we we decide the future of the MCU more than we know, more than we know. Man, I would love them to pay me. Um, right. I, okay. I send that check over. Maybe you maybe you guys haven't gotten my address right. I'll just read it. I'll just, send it out say, on the cast. Say it right here on the cast. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's. Um, yeah. I, I, so who are the writers? Uh, the writers are uh, from Bob's Burgers, actually. They are Weird. Uh, a pair of sisters, uh, Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux-Loglin. Weird. From Bob's Burgers, you say? I, yep. I'm not a Bob's Burgers fan. Do you like Bob's Burgers? I love Bob's Burgers. It's That's great. It's a ton of fun. A lot of my really good friends love Bob's Burgers, and I have, so I've had multiple people try to show it to me, and so far, not a fan. I don't know. I've only seen a few episodes. Like I said, people be like, you have to watch this. And then I watch it. I'm like, 
Yeah, but I, I will say I, th- I thought the same thing uh, the first time I watched Rick and Morty, and now Rick and Morty I think is absolutely genius. Um, <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, that's interesting. They're Bob's yeah. Burgers. I don't. I mean, I guess I see. I mean, they definitely have comedy chops. Like, I just, I, yeah, I just love the first two so much. I, I don't want them to change the writing team at all. <laughs> you know, uh, which I, I think they did. They changed some of the writing, writing or directing between the first, first and second. So it's, you know, I think Ryan Reynolds has a certain idea for the tone this needs to set. You know, so I think he'll he'll be a good shepherd of it, if nothing else. And yeah. none, of the, none of these two women won't do a wonderful job. I just, uh, I just don't, I, I don't love Bob's Burgers, but I'm glad you do. <laughs> that gives me that gives me hope. <laughs> gives you a little bit of hope. Well, I mean, they let's see. Looking at it, they did not. Uh, they did not change directors. It was David Leitch, 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 uh, and then the writers were Rhett Reese and Paul Vernick, or Paul, sorry, Paul Wernick. Um, oh no, sorry, the director did change. It was Tim Miller on the first one, but yeah, the writers and, and, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick were were on uh, the first and second Deadpool movie. Nice. Um, so I don't know, like it, I like, I like those two writers or rather I like Bob's burgers. So I would assume I like those two writers for writing comedy. I just don't know that, that a film is going to translate the same way, you know? Yeah. Because I remember, <laughs> I remember Iron Man three and Thor two were both directed by uh, people who had done mostly, um, TV stuff or, uh, you know, other, other mm. things that were not tentpole films, especially I, the, uh, Thor two, the, the director of Thor two, he was mostly known for game of Thrones beforehand. Yeah. Iron Man three though was, was directed Shane by Black. Uh, Shane Black who had done, who did a number of movies before that. Mm, okay. I, I mean, but none I, of them I, very good. I, I love, I like Shane Black's work a lot. So <laughs> None of them very good. But clearly we disagree on that as we have detailed in, in many, many, many times over the years. Yeah, that's an ongoing debate. <laughs> Shane Black's never great, going man. to be resolved. So good. Shane Black's great. Anyway. Um so yeah, the I I I don't necessarily have a, a whole lot of faith in bringing in TV writers and directors and whatnot uh to go into movies, but you know, I I keep saying it like I trust Marvel. I, mm. I trust Feige. I trust in the Feig. Uh, in Feig we trust. In the Feig we trust. Um, so, yeah, b- by the way, you were correct uh, that uh, he had not done TV, but Shane Black had only done Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I'm surprised by. I thought he'd done other things. He'd been an actor before, I guess. Um, yeah. I know he was an actor a few things, but yeah, he, uh, he'd written, written on things, but he only directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I love. Okay. But um anyway. <laughs> just had to had to point that out. You you were correct. He hadn't done a lot of big temple movies, but Tim, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is great. It was all right. It's wonderful. It's pretty good. Everybody watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And it was pretty good. Tell tell Jeff how good it is. I mean, it was all right. <laughs> uh anyway, <laughs> so neither here nor there. I'm I'm pumped for Deadpool three. I'm pumped that it's at Disney, and I'm pumped that uh, you know, they're getting some new blood in there. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it, it, it's good to change it up every now and again. That way you don't get the, uh, the fatigued writing or the, you know, the same old jokes from the same old people. For sure. Um, and, you know, I guess that 
that kind of illustrates uh, that you know Disney's going to to do it the way that they want, and you know we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Because um, we're in that we're in that critical stage of like how do they how do they take the beloved things from the verse that they acquired and bring it into the currently beloved things that they already had and also change or redo the not so beloved things from the verse that they acquired without negatively affecting the verse that we already love. Yeah. They're, they're threading some needles here to try to bring, to try to be, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of DC's uh, talking to Dave from the DC on screen podcast. We've talked a lot about what is DC's problem? Like why can't they get it together? And part of the problem not all of it, but part of it is there's other versions of these things that already exist. So as soon as you put a Batman movie, you're out. As soon as you make a Joker, uh, you're automatically comparing it to every other Batman and Joker that has existed, you know? Um, yeah. And we already have a beloved Wolverine. We have a pretty beloved set of like um, uh, Magneto and Professor X's. Um, oh, yeah. And like th- those are going to be things that people actually have to compare uh, which Marvel hasn't had to do yet. Uh, have they had that uh, with any, except for Quicksilver? Spidey. Spidey, that's true. Uh, that's true. There were two other versions of Spidey that have been in big cinema in recent years, like within the past 20 years. Yeah, so that's, that's a fair point. Spidey, Spidey breaks that mold. There again, there again, they had Tom Holland, who is the perfect combination of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Like, he was such a good Spider-Man and such a good Peter Parker. Yeah. Whereas like Tobey Maguire was mostly just a good Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was mostly just a good Spider-Man. Like Tom Holland was awesome. That's true. I, I wonder, you just have to take it to the next level. And I think they did that with Tom Holland. They took it to the next level and they also told a different kind of story. They didn't redo the origin. Um, and I'm just curious what they'll do with the X-Men and Fantastic Four as they, as they come in. I think Fantastic Four, they don't have an uphill battle nearly as much with X-Men. Not the X-Men is, is that beloved, but it is, you know, people, people do love those movies. Um, but just in, not in the same way. They're, they're, they feel a little dated now. I think it's time. It's okay. It's time for an update, you know? Yeah. 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 It's time. It's time for a reboot. Yeah. Time for boots. <laughs> the the one thing that we really uh, need to watch out for is, you know, the, the first family, the first family has not been done in cinema form in a beloved manner at all. Right. And we're talking about Fantastic Four here for the, yeah. for the people who aren't aware of what First Family means. But um, in comics, Reed Richards is a really, really big deal. Like the Fantastic Four are a really, really big deal. So getting them right get, and like nailing that family is a, it's going to be a big task. And, and that's got to be, that's kind of got to be their their crux for the for the foreseeable future because he's basically like Reed Richards is basically going to be the next Tony Stark if done well yeah I mean I mean like Tony Stark was the 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 one that was kind of the driving force of oh I understand I I just think that like it, it's going to be a process of them seeing what works they they as much as right. they we we love to say that Marvel has these like 
grand plans and they do, but they also have contingencies. And, you know, if, if they, they put out incredible Hulk and Iron Man the same year, and then they went with the Iron Man direction, you know what I mean? So I could yep. see them like coming up with some X-Men ideas, some, some mutant stories, and also coming forward with some uh, Reed Richards stories and then realizing, Ooh, the X-Men are working and the Reed Richards stuff is not. And he becomes sort of a bit player while the X-Men stuff takes the center stage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I could see it like that. Um, I, I think though that, it makes more sense based on like based on what we know about comics uh, in the past. Like Reed Richards is kind of the the brain of the verse, so to speak. Yeah, so for like sure. most of the story could very easily be driven by Reed Richards wanting to do whatever. Much the same way that like you know Tony Stark made Ultron. Tony Stark was the the main proponent for the Sokovia Accords. Like. Et cetera and so forth. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, it very easily could be Reed Richards, but then again, you know, it could be public mistrust of of mutants. Could you know that's an easy win, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you get a, a really great pair of actors for uh, for Magneto and Professor X, you've got a slam dunk, you know? Yeah, which I'm sure we will be talking about for the next two years until we get a casting announcement. Yeah. Um, yep. And we, I think I, there's even more feedback in the doc for that. I don't know if we'll get to it today because uh, we're doing a bit of a shorter one because our commissioned episode that we meant to make, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes long, we ended up doing almost an hour. So <laughs> it was good discussion. It was. Man. I really loved it. I really loved it. Uh, and that'll be dropping in the feed in the, uh, the next couple of days. Uh, so that's a patron patron commission right there. Uh, but let's get into feedback here in a minute. But before we do, we do want to give you a quick word from our, our kind of ongoing sponsor because it's a great time. We're dropping this on Black Friday. Um, and a lot of you are out shopping, uh, both online and in stores and no need to go to stores. If you've got a geek in your life, uh, especially a, a male type geek, um, they, we, we have this, uh, sponsor, uh, cufflinks.com that can give you just these freaking amazing, uh, like elevated menswear that is all geek related. And, um, you go to cufflinks.com. They have Marvel, they have Star Trek, they have Star Wars. Uh, they have all the sports teams as well. Um, so yeah, just, just all the things, what, what else is on there that I'm missing? There's, there's a lot of other, uh, are you talking about the, the different brands that yeah. they have on there? Uh, they've got, let's see, things that we would recognize. Uh, we've got DC comics, we've got Disney, uh, we've got Dune, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. Mm. Uh, let's see, uh, Marvel, MLB, NBA, NCAA, NFL, NHL. Yeah, you're uh, hearing this. And like the thing is, these aren't these aren't cheesy cufflinks. And and by the way, they do more than cufflinks. They do ties, cufflinks, tie bars, uh, all kinds of uh, sort of menswear uh, accessories. And we 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 just highly recommend it. We've been doing it. Uh, we, we, we've got some of, of these ourselves and they're just freaking awesome. So if you go over to cufflinks.com, use our promo code MCU 15, you get 15% off. And we, as a podcast, uh, get a, a cut of your sale. They, they give us a percentage, which is just freaking awesome. They're, um, I, I, I just, I wore my Star Trek tie bar the other day. It's, it's so subtle. It's like a little starch. It's a, it's a little enterprise, but like you, if you're just looking at it, it looks like a little metal bar across the tie. But if you look closer, there's a little, uh, 
uh, start, you know, Enterprise. Little Enterprise going oh, across your tie. I love it so much. It's just so subtle. <laughs> I've also got some Winter Soldier cufflinks that I wore. I bought, I went out and bought a nicer cuffed shirt that fit me well, just so I could use the French cuffs and use the uh, Winter Soldier cufflinks. They're so much fun. I'm so jealous. The Winter Soldier cufflinks are jealous making for sure. They They're really are. Super cool. They're like, they look like his arm. They're just like, this, they're metal and they get the little black lines that kind of look like the top of his arm, but with the star in the middle. Oh, it's so good. Yep. Um, so subtle. Um, and, and you guys really should check them out. And if you've got a, a, a geek in your life to get a present for, uh, please check them out. Cufflinks.com. Uh, just type in MCUcast15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off and you will also be supporting your... Uh, your friendly neighborhood MCU podcast. Yeah. So come on, do it. And they got all kinds of gift sets for the holidays too. It looks like I'm looking at them now. They got like sock gift sets with like different Star Wars socks and different Mickey Mouse socks and different things. They're just really high quality stuff. Yeah. I really like those Argyle uh, Captain America, Spider-Man and Iron Man socks. Oh, yeah. Like I might get a set of those for myself. Yes. Those are nice. They really are. I, I bought, I got some Argyle that look, they look like Argyle, but then if you look closer, they're actually uh, Black Panther faces. Oh, that's so good. I love how subtle that is. Yeah. It's like you have to look close to realize it's your little geek flag that you're, you've got. But, ah, man. I keep so professional yet so geeky. Yeah. I love it. Don't miss out, guys. Cufflinks.com. That's, that's, that's going to be our ad for ad read for today. Uh, so check those out. And we'll be, uh, and we're going back to let's talk about feedback. How about it? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. We got, we got, we got a lot of feedback still, uh, cause we've been getting a lot we're, of really, and we're, we're still really working through it. I appreciate you guys. Um, so we're going to get through as much as we can here in the next few minutes. Um, what you got With in the feedback, sir? Shield fan sent us an email says, Hey guys, I'll keep the short and sweet. I've been watching the new Marvel documentary series on Disney plus Marvel's six one six. And it is absolutely amazing. I've seen the first two episodes, quote unquote, which are really just mini documentaries so far. Uh, you guys should totally cover this on one of the podcasts. I think you will find it very interesting. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I watched the first one. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and it, it's a, the first one is about Japanese Spider-Man, like the Spider-Man that doesn't have. I was actually oh, surprised. Man. It's called Marvel 616. So I thought it was going to be at the comics universe and where those stories. And it was a documentary series. Um, but it turns out it's like about whatever they want to do a documentary about. I know, I know Kamala Khan is featured in one of the episodes. I guess they're going to tell the story of how that character came about. Um, but I, I saw this Japanese Spider-Man episode. It was, it was really neat, but I was actually, I was just surprised at what it's about. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to check out more and we will probably talk about it on the cast. I don't know if we'll do like an episode for episode watch or anything, but, uh, we'll definitely mention it as we, as we kind of make it through the series. Um, because yeah, yeah, if if you're a fan of Marvel, it's definitely something to put on your to put on your uh, streaming device for making it through this droughty time. Um, so yeah, thanks for writing in about it. Um, yeah, Shield right thing. now they've got eight episodes up on it, and is that ongoing? You know, I I don't know if it's ongoing, but there I mean there's eight episodes. So I thought far. they dropped it all at once. It might have. I may be it wrong. It might have been that. But each episode is like an hour or more. Yeah. It looks like the shortest one is 39 minutes and it's about, uh, it's about toys. Oh, there's that Hulkbuster pop that you have. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. Big Hulkbuster yeah. pop. Yeah. I, I was really surprised it's called 616. I feel like that's a deceptive name. 
<laughs> I think it's just a, a, a combination of all of the, the things, you know? It's yeah. the, it explores the cultural, societal, and historical impacts of the Marvel Universe and its intersection with the everyday world. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's everything. Yeah. It's, it's all of it. It's a Marvel docuseries. Can't, can't be mad at can't that. Can't go wrong. Love a good Marvel docuseries. <laughs> Love a good Marvel docuseries, bruh. <laughs> okay. What does Marshall Cocker's got to say? He says, hey, guys, I really enjoy the show. Thank you. Oh, there's more. There's Sorry. more. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't his full <laughs> feedback. Uh, uh, and we can leave it at that, though, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, Marshall, for letting us know. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says, this may still be too soon, but I have been hearing the conversation a lot lately. Firstly, Chadwick is a very tough loss, and I appreciate how he chose to spend his time here. This is probably the unpopular opinion, but I do think that the role of T'Challa is too important to just not have anyone. Not just for the MCU story, uh, but also in having a black man in a leading Marvel franchise role. I can see and be okay with an honorable recasting of the role. Maybe somebody like John David Washington. Although I do think it's unlikely. I'm also okay with Shuri taking over based on comics and the importance of a black female uh, Marvel franchise lead. However, I feel that the current MCU story doesn't paint her as the best candidate. I can't see her getting through Challenge Day. Which brings me to M'Baku. I know that he's a villain in the comics, but I really like his portrayal in the MCU. It's similar to the Skrulls in the MCU not fully being what you expect. I can totally see M'Baku leading Wakanda after the snap, and Marvel can take a movie or two to set up Shuri as Black Panther instead of rushing it. Thank you, Marshall Cockers Jr. Hmm. What do you think? I, I like the idea of M'Baku as Black Panther. I think M'Baku is probably the the most logical step or the the most logical next person to to kind of take over and run Wakanda. Yeah, I mean, he even fought for it in the first movie. Yeah, and he did a, a pretty bang up job. Yeah, and and he seems to legitimately care about Wakanda and being a good leader. He's not as he is not he's not the villain he wasn't from, from comics, and I, I like I like that twist on that character a lot. Yeah, yeah. The problem though is that in Black Panther they burned the heart-shaped herb, right? So like if it's not around then how does he become Yeah. You know, how does he become Black Panther? How, how does, does he anyone get the powers? How yeah. does anybody? Yeah. And I'm assuming we'll have to figure that out. Uh, I was I was I was literally talking to Alyssa about this last night. Uh like how will how will that happen? Will will they will it basically become if Shuri became of the black Panther right now, I feel like it would basically be technology based and she'd basically just be like a really badass iron man sort of situation, right, right. which could, could be cool. But, uh, you know, it does, it is missing that element of the sort of supernatural herb that they use. And I, I, I like that. So I don't yeah. know. What do you think about recasting? I, <sighs> I think that recasting, honestly, recasting needs to happen. Really? Um, it's, it is definitely, it's definitely something that does need to happen just because like the, the role is too important. Black Panther is too important, not just in, in Marvel comics verse, but also like for, for people, like there are children out there that, you know, Black Panther is really the only hero that they can identify with and they can see themselves in. Mm. And they like, there are, 
there are children that need that, you know, they, they need that hero. And he was such a great hero to have show up, like not, not having somebody play that role and, and take on that mantle of T'Challa, not having somebody do that would honestly be a disservice to black children everywhere, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and not even just black children, but like there's something to be said for people that need someone that looks like them, but there's also, uh, the idea that all of society needs to see strong black male role, male leaders, you know, and, and yeah, all strong, of society strong, needs diversity because that's yeah. what society is. Well, it's that, and you need to be able to, we all need to, we all learn from TV our stereotypes and like we all no matter how we try to resist it like we all have unconscious bias that is filtered into our culture and uh we have not had we need more than diversity in like just like we need this many characters of of color in a thing we need strong um strong good characters strong characters that are representing the right things and being the type of, you know, men and women that we all want to aspire to be. And, and I think that right. Black Panther is incredibly important to that. I don't think that it has to be Black Panther. I, I'm, I'm so torn, or T'Challa, I'm so torn about this because when uh, Heath Ledger died, I was the guy being like, no, they need to recast him. They need, it just, it just makes logical sense. They just need to recast him. They are clearly planning on a third Batman movie where the Joker he- features heavily. Because in, in The Dark Knight, they just introduce the Joker. He's not even the main plot of that movie. He's a B-plot to the Two-Face story. The Two-Face yep. story is what that movie's about. And so yep. he left him hanging there by his foot, and, and he said, we're going to be doing this forever. And I was so excited about what they do, were going to do next with the Joker. Uh, we were, I thought we were going to get a real Joker movie. like, And we didn't. Uh, and I think they were too... I, I still th- and we still watch that third Batman movie and you see that it just feels like they just rushed to do something that they weren't really wasn't really the story they were intending to tell, you know? Yeah. It was not the the logical next step. No. The first movie ends with a Joker card. The Batman begins. The second movie, uh, you get to meet that Joker and see who he's what he's like. And that third movie I thought was going to be the story of them becoming that like you know, yin and yang of the universe that they're supposed to <laughs> the, be the faded pair. Yeah. And, and they didn't. <laughs> and I, I think that's such a horrible disservice to that movie, but to that story, I am so close to this and I feel so strongly about Chadwick Boseman and the way, what he did for this franchise. And it's really hard for me if they're going to recast him. Like I, from, from like lo- all my logical uh, firings in my brain. I feel like they need to recast him. I think he's, he's important to the Marvel universe. He's important to uh, the story. He's important to representation. He's important to so many things. T'Challa, but I. But Chadwick Boseman did such an amazing job with that role. He did an amazing job, and I, I just think his his death and the way he went out and the way he went out like silently and tragically is just so hard for me to like see them recasting him. Like Heath Ledger was an amazing actor, but I feel like, and not to say not to impugn him in any way, but like what Chadwick did 
the way that he decided to go out keeping the view of his character strong and sort of pure is so hard to think about and tragic for me. That's really hard for me to think about recasting. Like I, I believe they should, but it, it will be really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marvel has said uh, specifically about that, that they're not going to do like a digital recreation of him. Um, and they, you know, they are going forward with the movie. So obviously like, I, I think that the, the logical thing is to recast T'Challa. Um, they've done other recastings in the Marvel verse before. Sure. You know, we got, you know, we got Terrence Howard got replaced by Don Cheadle, uh, and Edward Norton got replaced by Mark Ruffalo, but those were different circumstances. You know, that was like the actor is being an asshole. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and they, yeah. And they, they replaced them. But like this one was like this, you know, this guy's beloved. This is a beloved actor in a beloved role in an iconic performance of that role and like how do how do we get past that hurt now you know and i'm with you in that it hurts a lot but i think that it's the character and the the story are far too important to just let that character go away with with chadwick boseman passing yeah Mm. As much as it hurts, all of my logic is with you, and all of my emotions are against you. I, I, I don't, I don't know how to. I just watched. By the way, Star Trek is so freaking good this season. Oh my gosh, it is so good. They did a thing. Discovery, last, yeah, Discovery, man, it's so so good. Um, if you like, if you like or don't like, I don't know. If you like Star Trek, you should absolutely come back and check Discovery out because they are doing new stuff this season and it is so good. Uh, but last night they had a thing where the Vulcans, uh, have a, uh, it actually was really interesting because I think it was tying into a lot of what goes on in our world in our world right now, uh, where there's no facts anymore. Like everyone has their own opinions and there's no facts and it's really right. hard to nail down what real facts are. Um, and and so it makes us very divided. Uh, one of the characters went to the Vulcan Council, and they had to like convince these three groups of people that believed very different things. And so they went through a a ceremony uh, where they like tried to get down to the facts of the matter. And it was all sort of about like emotional truth and real truth and like. Ugh. I just, it's like Star Trek is, is doing things that I want it to do where they're like really exploring concepts need that need exploring. And I just, man, I loved it. I, my, my girlfriend was like, what is, what is happening? Like, I don't even know what is happening right now, <laughs> but it was you, absolutely you're fascinating. Like, I'm crying is what's happening. Yeah. I was crying weeping. like the entire episode, you know me, I, I get emotional and it doesn't even have to be like an emotional scene. It has to be like a really good scene. I get emotional at like really good, well done art and really good, well done movies and TV. And, and that the last night's episode, I was like basically crying through the whole thing. Cause I just like kept like being like, no, you don't understand. It's a connection because she's Spock's sister and this connects to that. And <laughs> I was, I was being a real geek last night. Um, how about we read Marshall Naylor's feedback? And that's probably going to be the last one for today. Um, because we, uh, we went really long on the commissioned episode. We'll, we'll be next in the feed. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Naylor says the link above is an article where an object of unknown origin, basically an 084 was discovered and they're calling it a monolith <laughs> here. Are the first few lines 
while, tr- while trying to conduct a count of bighorn sheep, a crew spotted an unusual object in southeastern Utah. The Utah Department of Public Safety Aero Bureau was working with the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources when they spotted the object of unknown origin from a helicopter. The exact location of the installation is not being disclosed since it is in a very remote area and curious visitors could become stranded. And he says, okay, what the hell? This literally sounds like a filler episode from season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I can imagine a random news station saying exactly this. Also, the fucker Bighorn Sheep. Edit. It's basically a ram. Again, in my head, I imagine a still good ward. Good ward? Get it? Because his name is Gr- oh, screw it. Having to having to learn how to ride a bighorn sheep to go to the enemy or whatever, <laughs> and like like in the first episode of Mando. Second, I currently have two episodes left to Shield, and I'm so sad and happy that it's ending. I like the first half of the season a bit better, and this season isn't my favorite, but it's still pretty good. And for all I know, the finale could change that. Enoch's death was really sad. Uh, not Lincoln and Hive sad, but pretty sad. My next email will probably be about the series finale. Uh, lastly, I'm thankful for this podcast, this network, and of course the fans and emailers that love it too. Marshall. P.S. Check out the Kind of Funny Network and YouTube channel. They do podcasts and videos, and they rival you for my favorite network. And my favorite show is in review. Also, sorry again for the essay. Huh, cool. Uh, well, I'll have to check that out. I actually really love when you guys recommend other networks and stuff. Cause often I check them out and I'm like, Oh, these are, these guys are kind of like us. And I like, I don't know. It's like, it's like neat finding other, other people that, uh, are, are uh, in a, in a similar vein, I guess. Um, yeah. But what about this monolith story, man? Did you hear about this? I just felt like we had to cover it this week. Cause it happened this week. <laughs> yeah. See, I heard about did it. Did you see um, the pictures? It looks like straight up like a monolith from it, a hydro uh, monolith. <laughs> it really does look like a hydro monolith and it, it's honestly, it's scary, you know, cause like, cause like 2020 has been so bad so far. Right. And like, you know, th- finding this is like, this is the, this is the final boss, right? This is the, this is where something is going to rise up out of the earth and start to. Yeah. The 2020 to final up boss is here. Yep. Oh man. They're going to activate it. It's going to rise up and then we're going to. I don't know. Maybe it could be a good thing. This could be the birth of superheroes, you know? Yeah, we need superheroes. That's probably exactly what we need. Nothing can go wrong, <laughs> the boys. Um, yeah, nothing yeah, can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. The There's never been a story where superheroes are a negative thing for society. Right. <sighs> <sighs> what we, 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 you know, if, if nothing else, what we just need is people with more power, like more individuals <laughs> with more power. Like we don't need, it's just power is too spread out and not concentrated enough. That's, that's what yeah, we that's need what to we centralize need to more power. Yeah. Agreed. Agre- I'm glad we agree on this. Uh, right. Sarcasm, everybody. All of that was sarcasm. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Um, all right, guys. Well, we love you very much. Uh, and, and thank you, Marshall, for saying that about the network. It really means a lot to me. And, uh, this, it's it, it's day after Thanksgiving while recording this, and uh, yeah. you know I'm thank very 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 thankful for you guys. Very very thankful for this community. Um, it, it has been a bright spot in a really hard year. Um, it's been a hard year in a lot of different ways, and this year, and you you guys have made it uh, 
I, I kept thinking, what am I thankful for this year? What's, what's the thing I'm thankful for? And it, it keeps being the stranded panda community, like a hundred percent. The stranded every panda time, community. every time it's, it's like, it has meant the world to me. Thank you so much. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Until next time. True believers. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>